With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Now on Giddy Up, it's time for Stable Mail. It's always a pleasure to catch up with our great friend here on Giddy Up. James Cummings, good morning to you. Good morning, Gareth. How are you? Good, thank you. How's the weather looking in Sydney? Uh, it was absolutely bucketing down yes. in, the, uh, in the middle of Sydney City this morning. Uh, we only had about five millimetres of rain at Warwick Farms. I dare say they had a fair bit more than that at Royal Randwick. Okay, so it'll be interesting to see how this track plays then on Saturday and hopefully um, there's some drying weather to come before Saturday, James. Oh, we needed it. I needed a second umbrella for the driver to get oh, to the car no. park this morning on Goulburn Street. Oh, Put it no. that way. Now, there's a few text messages coming through. The driver's lost his phone, has he? Don't tell me. Jeez, that'd be a good phone oh, to find. That'd be a good phone to find. <laughs> the, driver's lo- the driver's lost a lot more than his phone over the years. <laughs> uh, I've got some breaking news regarding the driver that I'll need to ask you about, but we'll make, um, we'll, we might do the that. Driver's lost it. The driver's lost The driver's Chief amongst them this morning, I think he's lost his manners. <laughs> they need to get back in check quick smart. Ever since you started, ever since you started ha- hailing him as the next coming because he's kicked his 17 straight winners. Yes. He, he thinks he's, he thinks he's training them now. Well, uh, well. We think he's training as well. <laughs> hey, I've got some I've got some breaking news for the driver, but as I said, I'll save that towards the back end of the interview because if you say no, it could it might not be the greatest start to the interview. So I thought I might just save it um, towards the back end. But we need to have a chat about some of your big guns um, that will be commencing their preparations this time around. I tell you what, I wish I was a spy. Um, on the farm there on Tuesday morning because there was a couple of stars working together. We will start with Adam Moe. Um, are you happy with him after a couple of trials as he heads to the Apollo Stakes on Saturday, mate? Well, it's interesting you it's interesting you say that about Tuesday morning because yes. we did, in fact, have a couple of spies out mm-hmm. here on Tuesday morning. Yeah, photographers standing up on the hill there at the, you know, just just before the Vale of Avoca, watching these gallops. <laughs> yes. We had a journalist radioing through, he's like my assistant trainer, radioing through the names of the horses as they came one after the other, galloping, thundering down the gallops there on the Osborne Park course proper. So we're, uh, we're, we were, we were um, delighted with the way the morning went. Uh, these horses that are training up for the weekend have been just going beautifully. And uh, chiefly amongst them is Animo, as you just asked about him. Uh, he's going. He's going beautifully. We've got him just where we want him. First up, with with uh, a suitable amount of improvement after the run, but uh, I'm very pleased with him. He's uh, he's, a, he's a rare diamond. We're looking after well, and uh, and he's uh, going to be he's going to be feeling very good. Very he's going to be feeling very well when he gets to the track and gets off that float for the. Uh, for the for the Apollo Stakes on the weekend, he's uh, he's going to be in dangerous dangerously good order. That is exciting because we all know that he's a bull, and we all know we all know how much talent that he's got. Um, is there still a little bit of nerves when you've got a high price galloper that many thought that, that you did consider about sending him to stud, but you give him another racing preparation that 
Um, every time that you bring him back up, he still wants to do it. He's still got that hunger about him. Yes, but I think as far as that's concerned, that's well and truly put to bed now. I think he's convinced, yeah. I think he's convinced anybody watching that, uh, that that the right decision was made to persevere and test the horse at the highest level and give him his, uh, his, his opportunity to win a Cox Plate as a wait-for-age four-year-old. Uh, now, now this preparation is all about what he might be able to do to build on his record. Uh, that is already an, uh, already an, an amazing one. Um, the, the, the prize money that he's amassed and the trophies that he's collected are quite amazing. And uh, and he and he gets and he gets a he gets another chance this preparation with a, with a nicely laid out campaign to go just a little bit better. Oh, that is exciting! Can't wait to see what he can do this preparation. I was only saying that, James, because I know a few people that have changed their attitude after a couple of football seasons in between football seasons. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm glad Adam Moe's not like that. I tell you what, In Secret must be a complete moral on um, Saturday because, you know, sometimes when you talk to the form experts and they go, oh, this horse can't win because it's synthetic cool filler um, has been added to its gear. Well, In Secret's got the synthetic cool filler off for the first time, so she must have been an absolute dead set freak to do what she did last spring. <laughs> well... Uh, what I'd say about the light fingers is that I gave great great amount of consideration to running the filly and the lightning the week later yes. at Flemington, and I and I didn't think the uh, I didn't think that the lightning was a four length harder race than the light fingers. There's a lot of good filly everywhere you look in this light fingers. There's a series of filly, and uh, and if they haven't won a Group One yet, then there's a, you know there's a Group One right around the corner for these horses. So they're going to be uh, they're going to be no easy beats. There's a, there are up and coming horses there. There are established Group one winners already. Uh, admittedly, Zugoch has come out with a high temperature, but that has uh, that has that has not um, that has not flattened the race to such an extent that you think that in secret's just going to turn up and win. Yes, her feet have grown out nicely in a, in a spell, and uh, we can she treated normally. But uh, um, but we've 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 really been quite pleased with her straightforward preliminary. Uh, she's had. Two very very soft trials uh, in the lead up, and uh, and she she'll be she'll be feeling very fresh, and uh, and and we'd love to see her hit the ground running and get a clear crack at them. She she didn't she didn't get the best of luck first up over six furlongs no. at Ramwick last prep and the Silver Shadow. She was she was uh, she was she was beaten uh, over a length by Zoo Godcha, but she uh, she t- it took it took a long time for her to get into the yeah. clear, so. Uh, so there's, you know, there's plenty of ways to lose a horse race, and uh, and you'd want things to go right for her in the run, and to give her her best chance first up. Well, let's be and honest, she should have won. Yeah, she should have won first up there last preparation. I was surprised a little bit. James didn't choose her over Sue Gotcha, but Nash takes the ride. And um, does Nash keep the ride for the preparation? Well, we book we book race by race, yes. But uh, um, you know, our focus at this stage is on this weekend. Yeah. Um, James, uh, James was under pressure. He ridden two good fillies there, so I feel for James and uh, being torn in his decision. And what I can say about him uh, not riding in secret, despite the fact that he won the Coolmore by two lengths at the end of her campaign, was that he did not choose Zoo Gotcha over in secret. Okay. Well, there you go. That's sometimes all we need to know. What about Larkspur Run? Um, She's first up. Are you happy with Larkspur Run 
heading towards um, uh, the Triscay Stakes there on Saturday because we all know that she's got plenty of ability on her day and she looked the winner first up last preparation in Sydney until she got tired a little bit in that last 100 metres. Yeah, I, I am delighted with it, Larks Burr Runner. The race is interesting for her under the handicap conditions. She has to give a little bit of weight away there as a stakes winner to some to some uh, pretty sharp mares. But, gee, I think she's going very well. And uh, and she might just be able to run... She might just be able to um, beat, the, beat the expectations of the of the handicapping system there okay. and, uh, and and get into the placings because she's just, she just going too well. I was, I, was, I was wrapped with the way she's trained on since a couple of lung-burning trials. And, uh, well, I know that she improved deep into her campaign last time in and she looks set to do the same thing. I just have been quite taken with the way she's uh, uh, galloping along there in her training and, uh, and, and looks set, ready to run a good race first up. That is exciting. Uh, Kanasawa looked the winner there the other day, goes around over the 1,300 metres in the 10th race. You happy with Kanasawa? Yes, I'm happy with that horse. He was uh, he was excellent throughout the week. Uh, he's he's going to be suited by dropping back half a furlong in distance. A senior rider takes back over there, and uh, I think I think he'll run very well, that horse. All right, then Gravina's first up in the Southern Cross Stakes. has had some good backing with McDonald to right, um, which is race five at Randwick Saturday. Uh, sorry, just ask that question one more time then, Gareth. I missed that. Grafina, first up in race five, the Southern Cross Stakes. Had some good backing, James. You happy with Grafina heading towards Saturday, the son of Sebring? Yes, thank you. Yes, yes, he, uh, yes, he's, uh, he's really going well, that horse. Mm-hmm. I, can, uh, I can see him getting run of the race stuff. Uh, Espiona is elected to run in that race rather than a Triscay. Um, so, that, you know, it, it looks like potentially the horse to beat. But uh, if, he can, if he can steal a sprint on... That mare and uh, and run right up to the way he's been the way he's been going for the past six weeks. Then I suggest uh, I suggest he'll be he'll be well and truly in the mix there. And I'd like to see him I'd like to see him fighting at the finish. Yes, terrific. That's a good push, Graffina in uh, Melbourne. I'll get to the two-year-old's last Pericles. We all know how far he came in a short amount of time last spring. They tell me he worked okay with a pretty good horse on Tuesday morning. Um, James. How did you know that? I just have got some spies around um, Angus Banks these days at the the foot of the Blue Mountains. Well, yeah, you, yeah, there must have been something of a Freudian slip earlier when you were talking about spies at Osborne Park on Tuesday morning. No, well, I did a little right. bit. Of, yeah, I did a little bit of research, which I I, sh- I usually try and do before I do my show. <laughs> and, I, and I heard about this. Um, I, I like this this three year old, this young horse, James. How did he work Tuesday? Were you happy? There's a lot to like about him. Yes. He was a backward horse that we brought along to win his first start at the Provincials over seven furlongs. Led all, led all the way, Newcastle. Straight into the deep end in a rich race. and He was an excellent second. Um, and then was quickly up in distance to just get touched off in a time-honoured vase at Mooney Valley on Cox Plate Day. And uh, now you're going to find him first up, second prep, fresh up seven furlongs. It's going to look good for that horse. The barrier is a little tricky from from the from from that draw. He could quite easily get posted with four horses pairing up underneath him. But uh, Jamie Carr's on the on her toes, and that horse will run a good race for her. And uh, be interesting to see how sharp the others are over that distance. So some of those class horses like like uh, like um, the Maestro horse. 
But uh, but I, yeah, I can see Pericles running very well. I haven't seen a good track for, for uh, forever. You know, it'd be it'd be uh, it'd be good to see that he 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 enjoys the setup and he's a stronger, more galvanised horse than he was last campaign. Yeah. In the Kevin Hay Stakes, oh, I worked with Hidden Secret on Tuesday morning. Was that good enough work to to win at Kevin Hayes in Melbourne as she heads down the road? Gosh, you must have got you must have been in receipt of the gallop sheet, no, Liam. Well, no, well, I can't give away my spies, James. I, I, uh, you're quite right. Oh, I worked very well, and you would have noticed she ran a slashing second in the quizette. He looked all right, Tony. Excellent. Yeah. Um, on the grass. Just five evens on the grass, thanks, Tony. Uh, sorry, sorry, no, Gareth. Uh, no, mate, you do what you need to do. We love it. Say good day to Tony for us as well. <laughs> she, uh, she's got, a, you know, she's got the ability to run very well fresh. I was disappointed that she didn't go on with her campaign last time in. Uh, so I'll have to do a bit of thinking about that after the first up run. But nevertheless, she is similarly prepared first up here to run very well. Um, the, the, uh, she'll be buried in amongst them a little bit. Uh, uh, 1100, 1100 at Sandown on the hillside. Pretty interesting. The long straight, second winning post. Yes, make sure you make Harry, sure you tell Harry him. <laughs> make, make sure you tell her about the second winning post. Uh, the jockeys will get a lecture from the stewards, won't they? Right before each race. Yeah, I'm, I'm tipping someone might forget. You think so? Yeah, yeah, hopefully not. Um, um, what about you? Yeah, t- yeah she'll, she'll run well. She'll run well that Philly. She's one to watch. Love it. You got you got Barber who worked nicely at Angus Banks as well on Tuesday morning. So he heads to Melbourne with Kanish in the prelude. Um, you happy with Barber? Oh, we're wrapped with Barber. He's yeah. got a lot of improving to do, uh, but we we've we've taken our time with him. He's had a he's had a solid spell. He is a very mature two year old. He's one of our nice colts coming through though, and. And the pressure's on him a little bit. This undefeated horse from Perth it looks very exciting. Uh, he's not nominated for the Blue Diamond, I notice. Uh, brave, brave halo. They'll be paying a late nom, uh, but, I think, but, if he wins. But, but you, you, you are, you are, a, you're a sand groper, yeah. Gareth. What do you think of that horse? Yeah, he's very good. I had a chat to Simon Miller yesterday. That initial plate would nearly have to be, which is the first two-year-old race in the West, would nearly have to be one of the most. Um, um, one of the best form two-year-old races in the country. I think Simon Miller believes the second horse that was Shin saw is the best two-year-old that he's got. And the third horse, one of Trevor Andrews, just keeps on winning and running time. So the data boys suggest... And, that was, that, was, that, and was that the first race that he won? Correct. Yep. Yeah, that, that's a good race. Yeah, that's right. That's a good, good form race. Yep, yeah. terrific form race. So, um, And they've got a Philly Byam Invincible. SJ Miller will join us. Um, she's well above average as well. So they might just have one of those freaky seasons in WA that they could have oh, a few two-year-olds um, that could pop up, Jimmy. So yeah. Uh, be- well, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, with the likes of that horse, uh, you know, even, even, uh, even, there's another, there's another, this week, I haven't got it in front of me. There's another very, there's another very good hold in the race besides our other stable mate, Cornisto as well. Well, the blinkers going on Karamar's horse is an interesting Yes, move some, too. some people call me. I think he's a bit better over trip, some people call me. But the blink, he did get lost a little yeah. bit at the valley. Your horse just nabbed him on the line. Ollie rode that horse. That um, um, I forgot, mm. I forgot mm. his name. But, um, yeah, yeah our, horse our horse the Muir. Yeah, that's our it. Our horse the Muir was going straight to the Blue Diamond. I noticed that some people call me. wasn't in the markets for the Blue Diamond. He's not nominated either. No. But you can pay a late nom these yeah. days. 
Yes, you can. I, um, so anyway, look, look. I think I think Barber's got uh, Barber's got a bit to do from the draw. I think the draw is sort of similarly difficult for him, like it is for Pericles earlier earlier in the day. But uh, but um, look, it's starting to get look, it's starting to get serious. Uh, this is this is a pro, this is, you know it's a, a really important two-year-old race two weeks before the Blue Diamond, and uh, and whilst I whilst I admit he's got improvement in him, Barber. He uh, he should have he should have had an excellent grounding to run a very good first up race to give himself a great platform for the uh, for the Group One uh, in a fortnight. That is exciting. You got exploring and remedies is nominated. In well, before both... you talk, well before you talk, well before you talk about that, we, we, we've got a stable mate called Cornetium. Oh yes, Barber's our Barber's by our champion sire at Sydney Excel. This horse's this horse's mother was sent to an outside stadium fast at Rock and. Uh, yep. And uh, so far, he's looking a pretty promising customer. He got out when it was all over uh, in the in the preview over a thousand metres. He's sort of the horse you wanted to follow, stepping up in distance of all the uh, of all the beaten brigade in that preview. And uh, and he gets his opportunity. He's going to enjoy a lovely run from the draw. And uh, you think he's going to get out here? And uh, and uh, and it'll be it'll be uh, hey. Well, I think this straight's going to be 571 metres mm. on Saturday. Yes, oh, that's a long was... straight. That's uh, that's like that's like Royal Ascot. Stuff. It is, and I'm so uh, disrespectful to Cornish because the instructors in the market um, for the Blue Diamond, and you're exactly right. He was a good effort the other day, and he gets probably the most informed jock, and definitely in Victoria, B. Shin aboard. So 21 dollars. I think that's complete overs oh, there. Well, that's... when Dominic when Dominic told me it was 21 dollars, I rang Reg to make sure he's still out of the league. <laughs> How is Reggie going? Obviously, you didn't let him gallop Barber there the other day. You made sure that he was. In... Uh, he's, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. When those when those trainers and the Fleming trainers aren't, aren't giving him a headache in the morning, he's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Now um, you've got exploring in the Blue Diamond Prelude. We are running out of time, and then you've got a few in the Piero Plate. So, um, any standout babies there that we should keep an eye on, James? Well, I think exploring can be forgiven for a tough run three deep facing the breeze the whole time um, um, in the preview. Uh, she looks like enjoying a good run from a far better draw there on the weekend. And, uh, and, and, I, and she, she trained very solidly. We took her to Sandown on Tuesday morning for the gallops there. And Craig Williams was, was um, Craig Williams suggested to me that the gallop was as good as, as, good as it looked. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, keep your, keep your eye on her. But Charmstone's going to look you know, pretty hard to beat. I think that's the right form. That's the form through Zul Fakar, who's won the chairman's for us last weekend. Uh, Charmstone's going to look, look pretty hard to beat there, but I think that filly will run well. And we'll pull Remedies out. I didn't send Remedies down, okay. so she won't run in it. She won't. I'll pull her out by, uh, by 9 a.m. this morning. Yep. Oh, that'd be she much. Didn't, mate, she didn't. She didn't get on the float last night for uh, for the Blue Diamond Prelude. You know, the punters appreciate that when you pull them out when they've both been nominated. A few other stables could take a leaf out of your book, James. So. Um... We thank you for that. Um, in the f- right. first race at Randwick, the Piero raises Los Padres, and um, oh, I always stuff this name. Ruzion, is it? The um, Kara yeah, Mac- yeah, Mac- yeah. yeah. Um You happy with Look, the babies well there? Yeah, I am. It's a well-positioned race. Uh, it's it's a, um, you know, a couple of weeks before the Skyline and the um, Sweden race, as well as the Blue Diamond, of course. Uh, but it's just nicely placed and, you know, not, perhaps not against the best of the best around in Sydney at the moment. You'll find those horses heading to the Silver Slipper the following week over 1,100. So, you know, um, 
we'll find our way. I don't think any of them will start favourite, but I think they can run good races and they can and they can keep improving. I think they will keep improving, but they've got good good grounding. They've had they've had a racing last campaign, and uh, you had to, you had to, you had to like the trial of Russell on and the trial of Los Padres and the trial of Razors. Remedies uh, Remedies was held together, but she could be a bit of a sleeper, and uh, and it'll be I think it'll be a pretty interesting race because the, the horse Don Corleone won very very well, and he was ran good time, ran a sectional. Looks very smart, but he's only had one start, and uh, and he's in his first racing prep. So a, a very interesting race to uh, to kick off what could be a blockbuster program at Randwick. Yes, can't wait for it, James. Now, quickly, I know you're busy. This is what happened yesterday on Giddy Up. That you get double points for your wildcard selection, and I've chosen from Godolphin the driver. So the driver well, is my yours. yeah the, my wildcard selection. So the driver will be representing my team. We call it Saintly. My team's called Saintly after my favourite horse. It's our futures show. Um, and we've got three skippers and we all got to choose four or five or f- um, four experts um, to help us out, try and choose a horse in one of 10 races. And I thought I would choose the driver because he's my best tipster. Um, I just need permission from yourself and the Sheik if we can use him in the draft. Was he eligible? Well, he's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I think you've I think you've done well. It could be there could be there could be none better yes. if you get for free. Yes. I appreciate that. So tell the driver, um, welcome to to the Saintly team on Giddy Up. We'll um do the show next Wednesday when we pick our our future selection. So James, it's always a pleasure. I know you're busy and um enjoy Saturday. I can't wait. Some of the stars from your camp um resuming and for racing fans, it doesn't really get any better. So um, good luck and enjoy your day. Thanks, Gareth. I appreciate you having me on. Yep. Thank you. There's James Cummings there. 8.26 news time. In fact, we'll take a break and then we'll come back. And uh, the Snowdens aren't far away. We'll also catch up with SJ Miller, of course, looking forward to catching up with SJ. He's got some big chances engaged in Perth on the weekend. Michael Kent Jr. will join us. And also Matty Hoisted. Of course, the star Queensland trainer, along with Stephen O'Day, have Uncommon James resuming at Sandown on Saturday. Welcome back to Giddy Up. Great to be with you on this Thursday morning. Let's catch up with another jet. Michael Kent Jr. joins us here on Stable Mail. Hello to you, Michael. Morning, Gareth. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Cranbourne treating you well? It is. I'm actually in Sydney at the moment at the sales. So I'm okay. um, uh, just walking out with a coffee and about to start inspections. Beautiful. They tell me there's a few quick ones there. The, the catalogue's pretty impressive with a couple of people I know that have been inspecting those yearlings at the, the classic sales. Yeah, it's one of those sales you do a lot of work. There's a lot of horses here, and they're obviously the yearlings that aren't perceived by these sales companies to be the best. The best ones go to Easter or Magic Millions. Um, so you do a lot of work, but you can pull a nice horse out of here, and we certainly found Profiteer a few years ago, who was a, who was a jet and is an outstud, so... Um, a lot of work to be done, but uh, all the same, good fun. Let's have a look at your runners at Sandown on the hillside on a Saturday afternoon. We might start off in the autumn stakes over the 1,400 metres. Um, amendable, looks tough to beat first up. Oliver takes the ride. You don't see Oliver right too much these days for the Kenton Price. Um, uh, do you, yeah. Yeah, so he takes the ride on Amendable. Yeah, he's very keen to stick with this horse. Um so he's obviously very untapped and unexposed, and um, he's late November foal. So we're always keen to see him back as an autumn three-year-old, and he's definitely matured. Um, he's going really well. A bit like last preparation, 
he had a little um, little setback mid prep with uh, bad blood, so we prefer to be second up today, not first up, and then third up into the guineas. But so be it. He's caught up really well. His trial was good. Um, we changed the blinkers back to winkers on advice from Ollie, and uh, I think the horse run really well. I think he's disadvantaged by a wide gate, meaning we'll have to settle a bit worse off than we might have liked, and doesn't look to be a lot of pace on. So. It might be a race control from the front. We'll just see how that works out. Looking forward, I'm in love, of course, now with the Tarsinos after spending a little bit of time at Caracas. And Art Cino, one of his better sons, goes around also in the autumn stakes. His first start. You happy with him this prep? Yeah, very happy. Uh, i got a lot of time for this horse, especially over a bit more ground. We saw him step out over 1,800 and was unlucky not to finish closer. Uh, we gave him a nice spell. So he's had a good build-up. Um, Again, he's drawn wide, so he'll come back and run on. So you'll need the race shape to work out for him. He's got a nice turn of foot. We're not confident of him winning there um, on Saturday. Uh, but from there, uh, second up, he goes sharply up and trip to the 1800 Autumn Classic. And then Alistair Clark or Rose or Guineas towards the Derby. So I'd say watch him. Uh, he'll be finishing off strongly. And um, I'd stay with him when he gets over more ground. We all know that Seamus Mills has got a wonderful eye for a filly. He proved that yesterday at Moe when that impressive debutante got the job done for your your stable. And he's found another one, I think, in Charm Stone, this filly by him, Invincible. Now, I haven't heard Mick Price talk about a filly, and I haven't heard you talk about a filly um, like you talk about Charm Stone for a long time. Um, you must be excited to see what she can do back at the races in the Blue Diamond Prelude. Yeah, she's very exciting. And you're right. You know, Mick doesn't mince his words. Um, he tells tells it how he sees it and doesn't try and overinflate things. Um, so for him to be saying those kind of things is very exciting. She's a gorgeous filly and uh, her work's been first rate. So, look, it's a very deep race. Uh, plenty of speed on, big field. I'm glad we draw a nice barrier because uh, the speed go and just, sitting behind them with a well-judged ride by Mark Zara. She'll be finishing off very strongly. So, um, yeah, you're right. Seamus has got a great eye and he's bought another rocket. Yes, and, geez, that rocket that he purchased as well, um, I know it cost him a little bit, half your wages for the year, humming. Um, humming. <laughs> <laughs> humming. Take me 10 years to earn that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie, Michael. Don't lie. Uh, <laughs> humming was impressive at Moe. Uh, she was good. You know, she's um, typical of I'm Invincible fillies that they can yeah. um, start to go a little bit keenly when you get them galloping. And she was very much like that last time around. So um, a lot of work from here to come back. And uh, hence why you saw her with the black muffs on. Um, her first trial, she was keen up on the trial this preparation. But her second trial, she relaxed well and finished off. So um, it was a lovely experience for the go there, get the job done, no interference, nothing went wrong. And now we can go to a second run and take the muffs off, I would feel. That was Damien's advice. Um, she's definitely a black type filly coming. She's very good. And she's just a gorgeous type, as you'd imagine, for that money. But she has got has got a motor, got a good action, and her brain has, has gone the right way. So um, you'll see her in some black type races um, not, too, uh, not too long. If extreme threat, this filly by extreme choice gains a start in the prelude for the fillies, will she be competitive? Oh, she's got to start she? That's good news. No, not quite uh, yet. I'm just oh, saying no. if she does, sorry. Oh, she does. Um, yeah, uh, yes, yes. Um, it's all it's all sort of 
um, come quite soon for her. She was a June yearling purchase, so she's had um, a bit less seasoning than horses that have raced or um, had a couple of trial preparations, but she's talented. She's a nice filly. Um, from that barrier, I think she'll be midfield and running on, and we'll be hoping to run a place with her and get some black type on her, on her debut run. Uh, but um, a nice horse to watch for the next preparation. We know Wee Nessie's got above average ability, but boy, she meets a hot field in that Kevin Hayes Stakes first up, race five at Sandown. Yeah, it's a strong bunch of fillies. It was either this or the, the Sydney race, and that's even stronger. <laughs> um, so, yeah, very um, very good bunch of fillies. Look, she'll, she'll run well. Um, she probably wants her to touch further to be really competitive, and her form reads that she likes it, likes getting her toe in the ground. So, Look, in a busy race, we'd be delighted if she ran the top five. She's going super. Her trials have been very good without being let off the bridle. And she's ready to go and run a nice race. You've been asked a million times about Jackano and also on Thunderstruck in the lead-up to their first up assignments um, in the Yule Stakes. We had a chat to you in New Zealand. You probably were leaning towards um, Jackano because you'll be second up and you'll have that fitness edge on, on Thunderstruck. But you've been home now for... A, um, just over a week since that last conversation we had. Both horses worked at Sandown during the week. Um, what are you thinking now, Michael, ahead of the oar? I think still the same. I think the yeah. barrier draw even enhances that um, point because oh, we've been talking about getting Thunder to be more you know, closer in the run and, um, you know, these are on barrier nine. So I can't see him being anywhere bar in the, in the last um, two or three runners on turning, uh, we don't want to ride him upside down uh, first up. So he'll be spotting Jackano a start, I think, from barrier four. That's lovely for Jackano. Uh, we know he can um, dwell a touch of the start, but as long as he can be sort of uh, third third line or fourth line, third line would be ideal on the outside and be in a striking position. I think he'd be in a really good spot. The horse, uh, Jackano's just come on immensely for his first up run. He's quite, a quiet colt. Uh, but since the run, he's done to throw his front legs around and jumping around the place like he's really thrived and bounced from that run. So this is uh, this is his real target race, this race and the next one. Thunder's first up. He's flying Thunder, um, but he'd have to give him a start. So, yeah, it depends on how the race shape works. I hope there's enough push and tempo. Um, the three leaders have sort of all drawn one, two, three. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, I would lean towards Jackano, but uh, you got to take the rise to wait for age. and. Never run the rest of Mate Thunder because he's flying. Yep. All right. Then what's your best, Michael? I think Charmstone is the best. Um, uh, ahead of the two boys, uh, hopefully they go one, two in the big one. All right. Then good luck at the sales, mate. We appreciate your insight as always. You're welcome. Thanks. He's a star, Michael Kent Jr. Let's take the news now on a giddy up on this Thursday morning. Make sure you join the EJ Witten Race Night, a charity event for rural prostate cancer on February 24th at Mooney Valley Racing Club. Enjoy dinner, racing and entertainment with fantastic auction and raffle prizes. Hear from racing experts, including the trainers of Melbourne Cup winner Gold Trip. Support the cause. Get tickets at ruralprostatecancer.org.au. This is Getty Up, thanks to Bet365. It truly is the world's greatest online bookmaker. Make sure you gamble responsibly, one 800 858 Eight five eight. We'll take a break. We're in the middle of stable mail. Matty Hoist will join us to talk about Uncommon James, their superstar sprinter, the Queenslander, who's first up in the Rubiton at Sandown on Saturday. Paul Snowden will also join us before nine o'clock, and then we'll catch up with SJ Miller, who's got a host of his stars commencing their 
preparations at Ascot on Saturday across there in the, the West. So we'll take a break and we'll come back with Matty Hoisted straight after this. This is Giddy Up this Thursday morning. It's 8.43. This is the Stable Mail on Giddy Up on this Thursday morning. Always great to catch up with the O'Day and Hoisted Stable. And Matty Hoisted joins us because he, this horse, if he's not already, might just be the best horse in Queensland after this preparation, if he stays sound anyway. That's Uncommon James and can't wait to see him first up in the Rubiton Stakes over the 1100 at Caulfield on Saturday. Matt Hoisted joins us. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Gary. How is Uncommon James, mate? Yeah, super, mate. He's uh, he settled back into the, the Melbourne routine really well. Uh, Flemington have been fantastic for us. We're, we're back in the exact same boxes that we were when we were down here in the spring, so it's been a, been a pretty easy transition for, for the three boys that we've got down here at the moment. And, uh, yeah, look, couldn't be, couldn't be happier with him heading into, heading into Saturday. He's a four-year-old that's had the six starts for five wins, and the only time he was defeated, he was second. Um, so we all know how promising and how good he is. What are you expecting him to do this preparation? What are your goals and what do you think he can achieve? Yeah, look, hopefully he can look it's it's one of those things that although he was he was obviously extremely dominant in in the regal roll up, this is a another sort of, you know, different ball game here. This is a much, much harder field. So until he is sort of tested against these these better ones, we, we still sort of really won't won't know. So we're we're really looking forward to Saturday. The the sort of I suppose overall big picture will be a bit clearer uh, with how he measures up. Look, his his times and figures that he's running in in all these races are showing his sort of top line. And um, yeah, look, hopefully he can he can really put his hand up. This is his, his sort of preparation to do so. And um, yeah, look, he'll he'll run here hopefully onto the Oakley Plate, and and then um, you know we'll have a few decisions after he runs in the Oakley Plate in in which sort of direction we go with him him after that yeah and do you think he's improved since last preparation yeah yeah look he's it's more just probably mentally with him yeah. he, he's still he's still doing a few little things wrong though look i think that's just something that racing's probably got to iron those those little things out he's still a bit of a big dumb kid he's obviously only had the had the six start so he's only going to continue to keep improving but um yeah look physically he's, he's fantastic at the moment he looks great so although i think there is still a little bit of improvement in him i think we've got him sort of as close to the mark as we, we can sort of have but there's no doubt there's there's still a bit of improvement in him on the back of this and i think he'll he'll really be at more probably peak peak second up it going into the oakley plate but um yeah look still really happy with him going into saturday and yeah really looking looking forward to the test and on Saturday, Doobin, geez, you've got some nice chances. Ocean Treaty looks hard to beat. Hell of a Barty. Um, Rathlin's first up. Enterprise Mayor also with a strong chance in the benchmark 80. Do you have a standout for us punters there in Brisbane, mate? Yeah, look, probably, look, the one it's going to be, his task is going to be made quite quite hard, though, from the from the awkward barrier. But, look, Hell of a Barty's a really, really, um, you know, impressive Kind of how went sort of going forward. I think he's really going to be able to make the grade and probably take that transition into the the better grade. Sort of, you know, potentially come out carnival. So if he can, he's just going to have to navigate a bit of a sticky path. But if he can sort of get in with a bit of cover, sort of midfield or a touch worse, and they can they can run along, he can. I think he can be the one that can be running over the top of them. Jeez, it's been a pleasure to watch um, your stable over the last twelve months, especially on fire, Matty and um, Uncommon James. I think he's a star, so I can't wait to see what he can do on Saturday in the Rubiton Stakes. We wish you the best of luck across the weekend, but especially in Melbourne. Yeah, thanks a lot. There's Matty Hoisted and Stephen O'Day. Um, geez, they've built up quite the association and they've got one hell of a strike rate and they could be in for another big day in Melbourne and also in Brisbane on Saturday. We'll take a break and we'll catch up with Paul Snowden straight after this.
This is Stable Mail on this Thursday morning. Great to be with you. Always great to catch up with Paul Snowden, who joins us now. Good morning, Paul. Thanks for your time, mate. No worries. How are you? Uh, good, thanks. Don Corleone goes around in the Piero plate. You happy with this, star Colt? Yes, I am. Um, looking forward to seeing what he can do again at the races. He was a was a good win the other day. Um, I think he's he's a gross colt that's definitely improved from off the back of it. Yep, well that's exciting. So, um, what's his preparations after this? What what do you do with him? Oh, look, it's it's a run by run situation. I think we'll get our sad day out of the way, um, lay up and assess all two year old races that happen over the weekend in both states, and and we'll make our next move. Yeah, and Kings Cambert, we'll just wait for another week with him. Look, that's the plan. Um, he's still in the field. I've got probably. Um, you know, today to, to pull him out or leave him in. It was just a, he's always wanted to run in the silver slipper next week, but we're just leaving our options open just in case something did happen to, to Dawn Corleone. We've still got one option there available to run that cult this week. And so it's just hindsight thing. Um, but um, the whole plan was to run Dawn Corleone this week and keep the other horse for next week. Geez, you've got some heavy hitters, a few of the Geelong superstars, including our very own Joshy Jenkins and Tazarell. Hopefully they're not giving you too much of a headache, um, Paul. But um, you're happy with his former import second up in the fourth? Well, we've, we've only had one, one, been in the races once, so give him time, I suppose. <laughs> but, um, no, look, he's a nice horse. Um, I thought he run, his run first up in Australia was, was very sound. Um, I think the step up in trip's certainly going to suit him. Uh, we've had a, probably about an inch of rain here overnight, which is good to see. I think the... No more rain sort of predicted, so it's definitely going to be a, a great surface come game day on Saturday, but looking forward to seeing what he can do up to a mile. Divine Glory, has she improved ahead of the English Millennium? Well, look, at no illusions. She's probably not up to the best of them, um, but certainly this barrier draw with these main horses have drawn very wide. I think it might sort of run in our favour just a tad. So we just need to get a nice running transit. Sure, we need to have the luck go our way, um, but she's one of those fillies that just empties out for you on the track, and she, she's such a trier, so um, hard to put a limit on them sort of horses. The Light Fingers is a beauty. She's a belter. Looking forward to seeing what she can do this prep, and Revolutionary Miss also goes around. What can you tell us there? Two lovely fillies. Revolutionary Miss has had three trials, and lead up to this, she's quite forward. Um, always going to butter up through this, this Princess series, so... Happy to go to the races with her. She's a um, nice, mature filly now. Uh, she's a builder. Talking about maturity and, and how big she is, she's just grown into a monster of a man. She's been trialling nicely. Um, she still kept that residual fitness from those that cameo two-run performance um, last preparation, which wasn't that long ago. And you've seen how well she trialled um, lately. So looking forward to what she can do, see what she can do this preparation. Yeah. Justin Warwick, they tell me he's a good slinger. So hopefully for your sake too, that she's a builder, has a good preparation. Uh, I think Pikey, since he's been back in WR, I think he's back to his best as well. So looking forward to seeing what the um, she can do this preparation. What's your best, mate, before we let you go over the weekend? My best? Um, I think um, probably, obviously, two horses going forward, um, Don Corleone and, and she's a belter. I think they're Beautiful. probably the main two, but slightly followed by Tazarell. All right, then. Love it, mate. Good luck this weekend. Appreciate your time as always. Thank you. Bye. There's Paul Snowden there. It's quickly approaching 9 o'clock. We'll continue on our stable mail straight after the news. SJ Miller, Stephen Miller. Geez, he's a good trainer from Western Australia. He's got a star-studded lineup engaged at Ascot on Saturday. So the great SJ will be joining us straight after the news.
Welcome back to Giddy Up. Gareth Hall with you on this uh, Thursday morning. Great to be with you, wherever you may be listening, right across the country. Um, popular demand. I know you people wanted this man on the, the line. I know he's difficult to get hold of, but the great SJ Miller from Perth joins us here because he has some team engaged on a Saturday afternoon at Ascot. SJ, welcome to Giddy Up. Good morning to you, mate. Morning, Gareth. Um, geez, we're, I think everybody's excited about this filly, auspicious and I'm invincible filly purchased, I think at the Easter sales last year in Sydney. Um, what are you expecting from her first up on debut over the thousand meters? Um, yeah, I'm expecting for her to go very well. Um, her trials have been really good. Um, she's, you know, going to Ascot for the first time, but, uh, she's, Pretty sensible little filly, and um, hopefully uh, she'll run well. So she's trialled nicely, um, what we've seen of her anyway at Lark Hill. Um, has she improved from those trials, SJ? Well, she hasn't. Um, she's not a really, you know, in her trials she jumps and runs, but in her work she's really relaxed little filly, you know. Uh, she's very surprising. Um, she seems to jump out of the barriers and, um, she runs like a rabbit, you know. So um, I'm just hoping she'll do the do the right thing on Saturday. Have you jumped on her? Gave her a bit of a squeeze. You've you've ridden a lot of um, terrific horses throughout your illustrious career. How good do you think she can be? Um, yeah, I, I haven't really given her a squeeze yet. Okay. You know, that's the thing. She sort of, um, as I said, in her work, she's pretty relaxed, and um, the horse she works with, uh, he's. He's a pretty smart horse, I think, and she keeps up with him. So um, being a, a young horse, I don't want to really hammer her. Mm -hmm. I just want to try to get her the races fit and sound, and um, she's going there pretty fit and sound on Saturday. Yep, can't wait to see what she can do. Scientorio, were you happy with his first up run the other day at Pinjarra? Oh, look, he needed the run. He he had a break after, after uh, the carnival, and he... Put on probably 20 kilos, and he sort of he'd done a bit too well. Um, the race the other day wasn't sort of mapped out to suit him, and um, I expect him to improve a bit. Okay, this, this yeah. coming Saturday. Was he on track still to get to Melbourne for a guineas? Well, Saturday will tell a big story. They don't try like Snipperucci did. Um, you must be confident with her first up, even though it's a pretty handy field in the Cyril Flower Stakes. Yeah, it is a handy field. Uh, she has. She's she's gone on with it since the trial, and I expect her to be very, very hard to beat. Do you find the way that she went last preparation that sometimes, even though that she was on the quick back up in the winner bottom stakes, that can either make or break them, and she's moved forward from that experience? Yeah, she has. Uh, she, she had a bit of a break as well, and um, she's really gone on with it since. So... Um, I'm expecting her to, you know, to run a top race for sure. I haven't seen Ruthless Tycoon since, what, the 9th of October of 2021, but he showed plenty of ability when we saw him at the races. Um, how is he ahead of his first up preparation after that long layoff? Uh, look, the horse is fit and uh, sound. Um, he's, he's drawn a very difficult barrier, um, but... If he gets an ounce of luck in running, I expect him to go very well. Oh, that's exciting. They tell me his half-brother's probably a little bit better. How far away is he, SJ? 
Uh, he's just come into work, and um, yeah, he looks like he could be better. Hopefully. Oh, we'll cross our fingers. Um, are we having a pun, SJ? Um, I'd say Snipperucci. All right then. We won't tell Yowie that we declared it on radio either. Um, you're <laughs> you're you're a Not great a you're a great man, SJ. Good luck, mate. Okay, thanks a lot. He's a good SJ Miller joining us there. Um, live from Perth. So auspicious is one out of a box. Snipperucci, that's a good push for her. Can't wait to see Ruthless Tycoon. Um, I think he's well above average. And Side Torio had a wonderful campaign um, during the spring and summer last year in WA. So that is some team that SJ Miller is taking to the races at Ascot on Saturday. Nine minutes past nine o'clock here on Giddy Up on this Thursday morning. We'll take a break and then we'll find you a winner today with our team of experts who have been on fire with our bag of tips. Thanks to Boz Equipment Rentals and the best pub in the Mallee, the Ultima Hotel. This is Giddy Up. Thanks to Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. Make sure you gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858.